0: Him? And this is Rebecca Milliken, and this is Crime and Stuff, the podcast you would do if you had nothing better to do, or didn't have better things to do. No, it's nothing better to do. Okay, listen to the first one. I can't. I can't remember. And
1: so same difference as we say. Before in we
0: get started on my story, well, my thing. I like to think of them as everybody's story. <laughs> You have. I have an update. an update. on our last week's story that we did on the right. The Bob sh- Evans. It, Not the hamburger, Bob Evans, but
1: in fact, I wonder if that's where he got the his name. killing, like he was just he's driving. Probably driving down the highway. I was mm, like, they have good what? oatmeal. I'll leave myself Ooh. after that place for now. Mm. Yeah, the man with many aliases, who had Ali, Ali, no, I don't know. But who was oh, uh, who? He died in a California prison in 2010, where he was convicted of killing but his he's wife. Now believe hell? <laughs> Except I don't really believe it. In hell. No, me neither. Uh, But burying her under kitty litter in the cell. Creative way to get rid of somebody. And also is believed to have been the man who killed the still unidentified woman and three children whose remains were found in Bear Brook State Park in Allenstown, New Hampshire, which is just north of Manchester, about 15 miles. They were dumped there. They were found in 1985 and 2000. Also, the disappearance of the woman he was living with in Manchester in nineteen eighty one, Denise Bowden, and who knows who else he may have killed under a variety of but the New Hampshire union leader reported this weekend, which will be um, a week later once this is available to people, that now police are looking into his possible involvement in the disappearance and murder of Deborah Lee Horn, who was an eleven year old who disappeared from her Allenstown, New Hampshire home in nineteen sixty nine, and that's where Bearbrook State Park is. She was found in the trunk of an abandoned car a couple months after she disappeared. Nobody was ever implicated or charged or anything in her death. They don't know Bob Evans or whatever his name may have been. They're not sure what his real name was, when he was born, or where he was. And all they know, the earliest they know about him, is that he was in New Hampshire from the late 70s on. So it's possible he was in the Manchester area in 1969. There was also a teacher who was killed in 1969, killed also by blunt force trauma to the head. Hmm. And another guy was convicted of that, who has always maintained his innocence. And they're also looking into her death as a possible Bob Evans killing. You gotta believe the guy who killed that he, many sure people he did. killed a and lot he, of people. he like
0: roamed around like he never stayed anywhere very long. And probably... changed his name. And It's so... Odd in this day and age that somebody, although it started 40 years ago, but that somebody could not—you would not know who somebody is. It's odd now. It's odd now. But I I mean, even now, over 40, you know, 50 years ago. Even
1: now, you can do it if you're savvy enough. But when you think about it, in the 70s and 80s, when he was doing most of his stuff, there was no internet. There were very few surveillance cameras. There weren't ATMs. All those things that they used to track somebody. You know, you, yeah. you wrote a check or you just had cash, you'd cash your paycheck. Yeah. You know, people could roam around a lot more. You know, police departments didn't interact with each other. There weren't national they databases for...
0: Sometimes.
1: Yeah, so imagine what it was like yeah, before no. the computer age, as we call it. And you just wonder who he is. So they still, there doesn't seem to have been any progress in identifying the remains found in Bearbrook. of the the woman and the three young girls, but they're now looking at other cases, and New Hampshire's like a lot of places where there are a lot of unsolved cases of missing and murdered women, children, men, and God knows,
0: Bob Evans, or whatever his name was. Speaking of that, well, actually not speaking of, of that specifically, but our past shows, I thought of one of our shows when I saw that they... Found the body of a young man in what body of water was it? Uh, I think it was oh, in, It must be the serial killer of drunk yeah, young men. Who, I always think that. I mean, not to laugh about the death of a of a. Poor, no, it's not. But funny. I think it was. It wasn't in Maine. I don't think it was in Boston, but it might have been. It was somewhere in New England. Providence. I don't know. There's always some guy There's in the always water. There's always some drunk young, guy
1: falling into I'm the water. I'm telling you, and anyway. it's not a serial killer. And that was episode 8, if we've intrigued you and you to listen <laughs> yeah, to that episode. Yeah. Given that, I think that's our update. Do we have anything else before we get to tonight's topic? I don't think so. Oh, no, and know. just, we're recording again from our plush, luxurious studio At Think, think tank, tank co-working in Yarmouth on the banks of the Royal River, and next right next to, the, to interstate, 295, interstate 295, which can hear provides the, the soundtrack way. for yes. and we're so here, we're probably the only people in New England who aren't watching the stupid, ooh, I mean, Super Bowl tonight, yeah. we're here doing this instead, because that's how dedicated we are we're to you, dedicated. our listeners,
0: and so, okay, so, you know that I am an Uber driver. Some of our listeners may know that. I'm an Uber driver too, but I don't drive. Yes, but you could if
1: you wanted. And I probably will.
0: Yes, again. but I uh, drive mostly on weekends because I have another job, as you may know, during the week. So the best time to make money is honestly around here is on the weeknights. Although lately it has been dead. It's good in the summertime because Maine, especially Portland, and by is dead touristy. we don't
1: mean people are being killed. No.
0: I just mean there is not a lot of people looking for rides, apparently. And there are issues in Well, aren't there also a lot of
1: Uber drivers in Portland?
0: Yes, there are way too many, I think. Uber likes it that way because they're not. they make money no matter what. They make money no matter what. So, not to say anything bad about them, but... You know, I mean, it's my choice to do it, and I do it, it's a good way to make extra money. The few times I've done it, I've done it during the day, and I enjoy that. Yeah, I'd rather do it during the day, but I'm working. When people find out I'm an Uber driver, there aren't a lot of women doing it, although there are more now than there were, but they always ask me if it's safe. I've never felt threatened, I've never felt unsafe while I'm driving. But I'm sure, you know, just like anything else, especially at nighttime, I deal with a lot of drunk people. You know, and the worst thing I've had is annoying, obnoxious young men who like to yell things out my window and throw things out the window. So you kill them and throw them in the harbor? Yes, I actually do. (laughs) And then I write a smiley face on the wall (laughs) nearby, but that's another for another day. So I decided I was going to look, which is actually wasn't a good idea because I drove last night and I was all like paranoid, but <laughs> to look at Uber crimes. There was actually crimes committed by drivers and by passengers. So I'm going to start with the drivers, I think. Before I go on, I want to say that although I haven't felt unsafe or threatened, I have picked up many young people women who are drunk and alone, and it was very concerning to me. I had a girl, and I call them girls because I feel like I'm their mother or their aunt or something. I feel like I need to protect them when I pick them up, and they're drunk like that. One of them passed out on my shoulder. A lot of times they sit in the front. Which is interesting. Somebody that was asking me about being an overdriver asked me if people ever sit in the front. And I said, yeah, but it's normally young women. Some young men do, too. I think it depends on the person's personality. It's kind of interesting. But she passed out, and I did wake her up when we got to her condo. But her condo was out of town. It was kind of in a suburb area, and it was very dark out there. And I was like, she, she's lucky it was me that was giving her a ride and not some scumbag. Right, I think one thing, and you
1: may get to this later, I think one reason people feel it's safe is because for people who aren't familiar with Uber, it's done through an app. And you're registered, and the riders are registered, so it's not like you're picking up – I mean, you are picking up a stranger – but unlike a cab where you just get in and say, you know, follow that car yeah. or
0: take me to the hotel or whatever, there's a record of who you picked yes. up and where they live. You usually know where. I mean, a lot of times I'm bringing them home so I know where they live. So I think that makes people feel safe. It makes me feel safer for me, and I'm not carrying cash around. I'm not making change or anything like that. Right, because so all the payment is done it, online. It's done the online the app. too, yes. If you've never ridden an Uber or Lyft or one of the other rideshares, usually everything is done online because that's the way the kids do it these days. You put in all your payment information and then you don't have to tip Although it would be nice. You can tip if you want to. Anyway, so I feel like that's something that concerns me. Another girl I drove home was just babbling. I mean, she was barely coherent. And I was like, oh, my God. And then someone put a girl in my car once who was wasted. Was she the one who called the No, it was a guy's name. And the guy, I assume the guy was the one that put her in the car. None of these women threw up in my car. Later that same, I think it was Halloween weekend, a girl I picked up kept rolling down the window because she said she felt like she was going to be sick. And so no one's ever gotten sick. And just so you know, if you do get sick in an Uber driver's car, they're going to charge you 250 bucks, and that smell never comes out. So that, even though ruined for the night, even though as can. Uber
1: drivers we carry cleaning materials with yes. us, at least I have paper towel
0: and yeah, but that doesn't get the puke. No, smell it out. certainly doesn't. The Uber driver only gets like 150 bucks of that, by the way. So I am I'm, I'm going to start with drivers. I have some general ones, and I did focus on a few. There are Many many crimes. <laughs> you look up Uber crimes. There is a lot on there to choose from. So, a lot of the crimes by Uber drivers against passengers are of the sexual assault or assault. You know, there is oh. sexual assault or assault or robbery sometimes in Johannesburg. Last summer, there was a spate of robberies and sexual assaults by drivers and former drivers. And now you would
1: think since the drivers have to register that they wouldn't be that stupid
0: in some big cities uber has its own cars that you can either buy or rent if you're an uber driver so one of these articles i read of the one in south africa said that it was an uber car but they also said that i was a former driver so that didn't make sense and then they said he had stolen the car so i was unclear as to whether it was an uber car or stolen other car and also you would have to have the app if you knew somebody wanted a ride so that's another thing that was confusing to me unless he found a way to hack into the app and see what somebody was getting for a a ping or something. A ping is when it tells you that there's somebody waiting. But in one of the crimes these two guys hid in the trunk of the car and jumped out and attacked and robbed the guy and the woman and raped the woman. So they did catch a bunch of people. So was the driver
1: complicit in that? Yes he was,
0: yes. And the United States has plenty of them too. In May of 2016, in Newark, Delaware, driver Yolan McAllister attacked a passenger who was a student at the University of Delaware, repeatedly striking and strangling a 19-year-old male student. This is a quote. They had a disagreement and it escalated from there. Sounds like That was the police what the police said. The victim was treated for head and neck injuries and the driver was charged with third degree assault, strangulation and disorderly conduct. And I wonder what kind of what kind of disagreement would you have that you would be Who knows? It's two guys somebody, I know. And Yoland is a guy. Yes, he's yeah. a guy. In April of two thousand sixteen an Uber driver in Hawaii was arrested for raping a passenger. He picked up some teenage girls at a local mall and dropped the alleged victim's friends off first. He took a bunch of wrong turns until he finally pulled over and attacked her. On an aside, we are not supposed to give minors rides. I thought you were say I thought you were gonna say we're not
1: supposed to pull over and attack people. Well, that too. Yeah. But how we, do you know if somebody's but a minor? You're not supposed to do it like while you're driving.
0: The, if they have the app, how would you know somebody's a minor? You wouldn't necessarily really? if you don't know. I mean, she looked like she was
1: 18.
0: And then there was Washington D.C. driver, 29-year-old. Was Stagny Pierre? Was Stagny Pierre, who allegedly kidnapped and raped an intoxicated passenger. Her friends put her in the Uber to send her home. Thanks, friends. Yep. She passed out. Apparently, Pierre took her to her home, but then decided to head over to a nearby budget inn where <laughs> he carried her from the car to the room, and he had checked in under his actual name because he's a fucking So he's genius. one of the
1: smarter Uber drivers. He left
0: her there after assaulting her. And then stopped at a 7-Eleven and used her American Express card to buy some snacks, about $14 worth. This was in October, and I couldn't find more recent info on what happened to him. So Uber has, in California, they had to pay a $10 million settlement to settle allegations that they mislead riders about the safety of their background checks about how thorough they are. They don't do fingerprint checks, which we know. And a lot of law enforcement people think there's no way you can do a good background check without fingerprints. And I worked in an airport, and this was pre-9-11. It was in the early 90s, and I had to do a background check with fingerprints and all that. I'm surprised that Uber doesn't and I don't know what real taxi drivers have to do. I think it varies from, you know, driving depending on city
1: ordinances and stuff. When we became Uber we drivers, we had to prove we had car insurance and that our cars were and registered. We and right. we had to
0: send our license. They do do a background check, just like what they do with <laughs> jobs. Do-do. <jobs. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they look up your driving record yeah. and that type of thing. They do a state background check uh, to see if you've been arrested for anything. But I don't know how thorough that is. I'm sure a lot of things get through the cracks. So riders are no saints either. One of the things I read was an essay by a woman who was sexually assaulted by a passenger in 2015. And in this essay, it was kind of an annoying essay. First she bragged, kind of brag-complains about male passengers. Oh, brag complaints. That's a good word. Trying to pick her up or make suggestive comments because she's blonde and attractive. And this has actually happened to me. And you're not blonde a attractive. No, I'm not. Well, they can't really see me that well. It's usually at night. Right. And they and can't tell own, how fat I am. And your photo on the app is very becoming. Yes, yes, it is. I picked up these two young drunk guys, and one of them kept looking at my photo on <laughs> And I'm the looking at you. No, and telling me I was beautiful. And I've been invited to party or smoke a joint, etc., with passengers, which I'm like, no, because I'd rather be making money, especially when it's a busy right, night, than getting stoned. I can get stoned and drunk anytime. usually while I'm driving. I'm just <laughs> qu- kidding. She also mentioned male passengers' entitled behavior, which I have seen also. Why should they be different from they, male non-passengers? Yes, as she mentioned, and I have experienced this, they think they can just use the charger without asking, change the heat, Complain about the music. I've never had female riders do any of that. Mansplain the directions. Yes, they do that too. So she talks about having to be polite and being their hostage, which I just say meh because I've worked in retail for 30 years and I'm used to putting on that bland, polite face. She doesn't like to drive past midnight in order to avoid drunk passengers, but on the evening in question there had been a daytime college football game. I don't even know if she wrote where she was from. She may not have for her own protection. She saw two guys waiting outside the bar that she was supposed to pick them up. She said she had a bad feeling. Two other guys came out of the bar carrying a drunk guy, threw him in the back, and ran back into the bar. Mm. She says that the the ride was 13 miles, which is nothing... In, was it just the guy who had been thrown in the car? Yes, so. it was just him. And she makes it sound like this 13-mile ride is so long, which to me... I've well, it, then it wasn't in Maine. 50-mile ones. Yeah. He did not buckle up, but she didn't say anything, which I usually don't either. She well, drove, if he had to be
1: thrown in the car, maybe he didn't have the dexterity. She
0: said in the essay, which I didn't go into detail, but she said he... He wasn't lying down, though. He was sitting up, and he Mm -hmm. just kept moving, like, Mm. back and forth as the car did. Um, (laughs) As she drove on the highway, he repeatedly lunged forward, grabbed her breast, and kissed her neck and cheek. She kept saying stop and warned him she was going to crash. I guess she wasn't able to pull over. There was heavy traffic. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd pull over and dump that guy right out of the car. He retreated to the back seat and started snoring, so she Mm. was like, okay. The destination was his house in a dark and suburban area, like most of my passengers. That's what pretty much every passenger I drop off. So instead, she she was smart. She pulled off the next exit, drove to a well-lit and crowded grocery store parking lot, and parked right in front of the store. She got out locking him in the car and call the police. Good for her. She talks about how she initially tried to downplay it to the cops, like we all do and need to not do that. Yes. Like saying, oh, well, I mean, you know, he didn't rape me. He just grabbed me. Yeah. Um, The guy had used a fake name, which made the driver think he'd done it before. Was it he
1: who initially...
0: That I don't know. Okay. I don't know, and I thought that was odd too, because I wondered if one of his friends had called. Right. He also winked at her while he was being arrested. What, oh, what a charmer! <laughs> he has <laughs> probably been banned from Uber, but then again, if he if it wasn't his name, then how could he be banned? Right. Of course, like any sexual assault victim, she faced unfair scrutiny and questions about her behavior, dress. In other ways, she might have bore responsibility.
1: Well, I'm sure she just totally led him on by professionally Everybody driving him. They can
0: all suck it. I know. And there are also female bad passengers. Mm-hmm. In St. Petersburg, Florida, in July 2016, Maya Madry got in. This is a quote. I like the, I like the uh, police. Quotes. Uh, they, they're so. They have such great. Quotes. It was a quote. Got into a verbal dispute. Mm, so they argued with her driver, Mark. I'll Ra- translate. Yes, <laughs> Mark Ralston. So he asked her to get out. She allegedly scratched his arm, bit him on the arm, breaking the skin, which required medical treatment. I'd get a tetanus shot, too. Once he got her out of his car, she used a 10-inch kitchen knife to slash and flatten a tire. Okay, so who carries a 10-inch kitchen knife around? Well, you never know. (laughs) That's true. Maybe she's a chef. Oh, great. She tried unsuccessfully to flatten the other three. Mandry was arrested and charged (laughs) with aggravated assault, criminal mischief, and simple battery. And I saw one online. There's a video of a girl. It's not the same girl as this girl. I shouldn't keep saying girl. I was woman. The woman was a real piece of work. Did she, she do a similar? She attacked the guy. She was super drunk but bitchy. She was a lively drunk as opposed to like, someone passing <laughs> out. She wouldn't get out of the car. He got her out of the car and was holding her wrists and stuff. Somehow she got back into the car and started like tossing all his things out of the car and trashing the inside oh, of his geez. car. She did get in trouble, and she turned out she was a doctor. Or she is a doctor, mm-hmm. so, which just goes to show. But, but I would
1: say, too, as a male driver, it's in some ways more difficult to deal with a bad female passenger yeah. because you're at risk yes if you touch them if you try to pull them out of
0: the car no matter what you do I think that it 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 would be more complicated and unlike one of the uber discussion boards I was on someone asked who are your worst passengers and I said young men because they've been the worst acting ones and a lot of male drivers said young women and I think maybe they act differently
1: just like young men would act differently with a female I'm like driver. a mom
0: figure to them. And right, they, and I think young women would act differently. Yes. Drunk young women, in and they tend them. to be more intimidated. I think drunk driver. young women tend to be more intimidated. I mean, I have yeah, yeah, by a woman. Yes, they also don't give me a hard time. You, I mean, I'm saying like well, 99% of my. People
1: I think they are know nice. with a woman how much shit they can or can't get away with, especially a woman our age. Yeah. With a man, they feel more, especially if they've been drinking, free to be either flirtatious or silly or or stupid or whether
0: the guy likes it or not because that's how young women tend to act. The other thing that I've had a couple times from both male and female drivers, and it's a certain type of person, I mean male and female passengers, and it's a certain type of person, kind of a well-off, snotty, and it's not being rude, but it's being condescending. Entitled. But in a way that they think that I'm too dumb to realize. Yes. Like, what do you think, driver? And I'm stuff like that. And it's like, fuck you. Like like you're their servant.
1: I'm familiar yes. with that. The town that my house is on in is a summer destination for... It's like an old-fashioned, long-time summer destination mm-hmm. for a lot of people from out of state. Very rich people who own very nice property, in, especially in the local village store, which is kind of an institution... You can just tell who these people are, the way they treat the people who work in the store, as though they are servants, and with this condescending, entitled attitude. And sometimes it's
0: polite. You can't say they're being rude. They're They're not being being
1: rude so much as... Assuming that you're a fucking moron. Yes, to the credit of the people in the store and a lot of people I've seen in that situation, they're very polite in return. They don't react to the way they're being treated. But it's obvious just standing there as a customer. And Mm. I, I think... Um, you know, the rich are different, I guess.
0: We wouldn't know. Maybe no, we, wouldn't, we will.
1: We will. But you know what? When we're rich, we're going to treat the remember
0: them, the people that we want. Right. We will not
1: treat them the way we treat yeah. our servants. We'll treat our servants poorly, but we'll treat people who provide I services. I treat my
0: servants nice if they do their job. Yeah. I mean, but I heard you can't get good help, so that's something we'll have to find um, out. Well, one of the more well-known cases of a badly behaving passenger is Benjamin Golden of Newport Beach, California. He was a marketing manager for Taco Bell. Mm. And we know this about him that he's bad from driver edward cabon's dash cam recording which he posted on youtube and has been viewed millions of times since it happened in the fall of 2015. oh i can't wait to see it what happened is that golden seems wasted and falls over in the back seat cabon tells him he's too drunk to give directions and to get out golden says i'm giving you directions right now (laughs) cabin tells him to get out or he's going to call the police so golden opens the car door but then he reaches over he grabs cabin by the hair and starts hitting him he's grabbing him by his hair and pulling his head back and hitting him it's really good so cabin sprayed him with and i'm not sure caban maybe it's C-A-B-A-N, Caban. He sprays Mm -hmm. Golden with pepper spray to get him to stop. And Caban said about this incident, I wanted to make sure he didn't get away. I've lost so much money on people like him, and I'm done dealing with it. Yeah. So Golden was fired from Taco Bell and banned from Uber. In November 2016, he pled guilty and was sentenced to 60 days in jail. Also, though, Golden sued. So Golden's a passenger. He sued Caban, the driver, for $5 million. Oh, please. So, uh, in his defense, well... He was pepper sprayed. <laughs> he, it was a countersuit because because the driver sued him, which I don't think he should have done. So, the driver sued him, and so he was suing him, I think, in, in response to that right. lawsuit. But even though he was too drunk to remember anything, Golden says that Caban is to blame for his injuries for his own injuries, not for Golden's injuries. Well, it's and all that on he was batch? illegally recorded. In California, you can't voice record somebody. You need consent. You need consent. But there's no nothing that says about a video, and there is no sound apparently. Hmm. in the one he posted. That's what his lawyer said. So Golden's lawyer called Caban quite the opportunist. And Caban... What, just driving around waiting for somebody to be an
1: asshole and attack
0: him so he could sue the person? And hopefully they're a rich person. Caban says he has PTSD and lives in fear. I can see that. Golden says that the video being so public caused him, quote... Severe emotional distress, humiliation, fear, pain, suffering, and the loss of his job. Lawyer talk. Yeah. You know what caused him all that? His being
1: a drunk asshole. Being an asshole. People should, and I know we don't all do this, but especially nowadays, maybe people should behave as though they're being filmed when they're in public. If you can't be a normal, respectful person with a total stranger who's providing a service for you normally, pretend that person
0: has a dash cam and
1: it will go on YouTube, and maybe you'll be less of an asshole. Yes.
0: His lawsuit claims that the assault is the fault of the driver because he let him in the car knowing that he was drunk. Oh, my God. Cabin did quit doing Uber following the assault. I don't blame And you. I tried to find out what was going on with both of these lawsuits, but couldn't find any info past February 2016. Can you see enough of that video? to see it prior to the assault? To no, because it. what happened was it said that his dash cam usually is facing out in case of an accident. Oh, and so he when he it saw stuff was happening, he turned it around. But I mean, you can see the guy friggin' assaulting him. And his defense said, oh, I can't remember it, so I'm not responsible. Fuck you, Yeah, buddy. I don't, I think I can't, re- I was too drunk to remember assaulting someone. And the someone. thing is, apparently right after, right after it happened, he issued an apology, probably hoping he'd keep his job at Taco well, Bell. Well, that
1: was stupid, too, because you're not supposed to apologize yeah, well. because it
0: implies... I, and I'm, I'm not saying if, people shouldn't No, apologize. but I wonder if Taco Bell made him do it, and that's then maybe. they fired him anyway. Yeah, well... Because he looks like a douche. Well, maybe they shouldn't hire
1: douches in the first place. It's kind of hard. Do you hard. think that's the
0: first douchey <laughs> thing that guy ever did?
1: <laughs> it's kind of hard
0: not to. Okay, oh. so this is my favorite one. Oh, good, good. And it's an Uber driver doing the crime, but he was fine with his passengers. He didn't, he didn't kill his passenger, but everyone else, unfortunately. Oh, this one involves murder? Yes. Excellent. Sorry for the people who died. We are not being, trying people to be insensitive. People did die. We're not. But. But still. Still. Yeah. It makes it more interesting when people are murdered. In February of 2016, in Kalamazoo, Michigan, Uber driver Jason Dalton, age 45, is accused of going on a shooting spree that left six people dead and two wounded.
1: Can I just say it's funny when people use spree with something, like killing people and stuff? Because doesn't spree sound like, oh, we're
0: having so much fun. I'm yeah, not shooting like a shopping spree? spree, Oops. Yeah, oh, no. anyway. Well, maybe it was fun for him. Uh, until the fun stopped. On February 20th, he shot people at three different locations in Kalamazoo between picking up riders. He was arrested shortly after midnight on February 21st. I like this one because okay. it's just so... Dalton told police that the Uber app directed him where to go and when to shoot people. It He's, does that. I, <laughs> I turned that I off because uh, it was bugging yeah, me. That was a, it she, was interfering with the voices in my he head. He said earlier... That Saturday evening when he went online, a symbol that he said was the eastern star popped up. But he also said it looked like a devil's head. So I don't know. I don't know what an eastern I should have looked up the eastern star. It's
1: like pointy on the top and the bottom.
0: So how does that look like a devil's head? Because the devil, devil has a pointy oh, little beard. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, but the devil horn. has two horns. But he said it looked like a devil's head. And, quote, that's when all the problems started. I would think. <laughs> Apparently the devil head would give him an assignment and take over his body. Dalton described it as a full-body takeover. <laughs> but looking at his picture, he needed a full-body makeover. <laughs> a full-body makeover. He said the Uber app made him get his gun. It also made him put on a bulletproof vest. So at least the app was thinking of his safety. Right. I think he need to do an app update to get that. And he says he bought the vest for his son, who's an Explorer Scout. But well, he's a big guy. His son must be huge. I, I think like, anybody in scouting, and we
1: were Girl Scouts, will tell you you do need a bulletproof <laughs> proof vest. I got that scouting. whole bulletproof, uh, that
0: shooting spree medal, uh, I mean, badge. And in, in in Girl, Girl Scouts. Scouts. I got that, too. Yeah. So when the symbol or the app, it, app. I read the articles in the Detroit Free Press, and they were... I'm sorry for the editor there, but they they were poorly written. That used to be a good newspaper. It did, but you know, it's newspapers no one cares anymore apparently. The person who wrote them did not seem to understand much about the app, or how it looks and works. Sometimes they said it was a symbol, sometimes they said it was the app. So is it like the icon for the app? Or is it when you're on? Because when you log in, there's like a little map and stuff, it's not... If I were the editor,
1: I would have said, why don't we get the app, see what it looks like, see if there is a devil's head. Or yeah, just but you can't it get works. the
0: driver's app unless you're a driver. That's true. So but you can you find, find a driver. Somebody, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But anyways, they didn't. Apparently, when the app turned from red to black, that's when he was taken over. When it turned back to red, he was himself again. He told the police when he got arrested he wanted to have a shootout, but the symbol turned back to red, so he wasn't able to. Since he wasn't in control of his body, he can't remember much, according to him. Mm. I thought, though, if something controls your brownie, your brain is still. Hey, like, I, I don't understand. You don't know until, that, uh, until you try it with the app. Uh. He said the control seemed to be coming right out of his iPhone, but he couldn't really explain it very well to the police. That said. must be the was, iPhone 7. Maybe. He was afraid that. he could have killed his family, but he couldn't remember. Mm. Now, his wife, Carol, who was still alive, said he told her a different story. He told her. A jealous taxi driver had shot at him earlier that evening, Mm. and she should stay away from the house unless she was armed. He arranged to meet her at her parents' house where he switched cars because his was damaged. He said by the taxi driver who shot at him. He said that taxi driver had also sideswiped him. According to police, though, the SUV of his car was damaged as he fled from the first shooting where he had shot a 25-year-old woman several times. His wife did not believe the sideswiping story because Mm -hmm. he was acting shifty, as he told her. After putting the damaged car in the garage, he retrieved a pistol from their home. Which the app told him to do. Mm. He told his wife she could not go back home and the kids couldn't go to school. She asked him what the fuck he was talking about. I'm sure she didn't say what the, Well, she could have. I would have. And he said she would find out on the news. Oh. But he said they wouldn't use his name or anything. So. Apparently he ended up in the neighborhood where the rampage began because of a ride request that gave him a wrong address. He waved over Tiana Carruthers, who was standing around, and asked her if she knew the person that was requesting the ride. And then he shot her. And this was about 5.40. At 6 o'clock, he called the passenger, who told him she had gotten another Uber because he never showed up. At 10 p.m., He allegedly, I have to put that in, I guess, shot and killed a father and son who were sitting in their cars at a Kia dealership. About 15 minutes later, he killed four and critically wounded a 14-year-old girl in a Cracker Barrel parking lot. And they said in that shooting, at least 30 rounds were fired.
1: Wasn't she, now this is all coming back to me now, wasn't she with her grandmother or
0: something? Well, they said those victims ranged in age from 14 to 74, Mm -hmm. so... Probably. I think there were some older women and younger women, yes. Dalton's car had been reported as driving erratically earlier that evening. He was like, I don't know, cutting people off and speeding by people and stuff. And the people who reported him recognized him when they saw him on the news the next day. They're like hey that's it guy. According to coworkers he angered easily and had no conflict resolution skills. That mm. was a quote. I think he was an insurance adjuster. Was oh, a, and then former customers said he was a real asshole. Mm. He was rude and argumentative. Because so. I was
1: going to say that initially, you know the whole thing about the devil's head in the app. You could say oh maybe the quote unquote poor guy had mental health issues. But the whole fact that he told his wife a different story. And everything. So I mean, you can be a total yeah, he, asshole. Yeah, if he had
0: schizophrenia, if he was having some kind of a paranoid delusions and stuff, he would have told her the same thing, and she, he would have been like really scared, and she would have been what the right. World. You don't you don't have a
1: story for your wife yeah. that's totally different from what you're telling the cops. And why would you believe?
0: Oh yeah, like some yeah. I always get shot at by taxi drivers. Well. I mean, they don't like... like if you're an Uber see, driver... They don't like Uber drivers, but they, they're they not going to shoot it. No, at you.
1: but if you're an Uber driver who's trying to think up a plausible story about why your car's damaged... To your
0: wife. To your wife, that could be... So he was charged with six counts of open murder, two counts of assault with intent to murder, eight counts of use of a firearm, and a commission of a felony, and he will get life in prison if convicted. Yeah. So I have one more story, and this is of a good thing that oh, happened. Oh, a good... Story. That's nice. In December 2016, in Sacramento, California, Uber driver Keith Avila picked up three women who were going to the Holiday Inn in nearby Elk Grove. Were they prostitutes? Why do you have to ruin everything? <laughs> I'm sorry. Why? Why? I, I could be
1: like Pretty Woman and not... I was trying
0: to tell a story. Okay, I'll let you... Sorry. Now you've ruined it. I haven't. As he was driving, he overheard a conversation that made it clear the girl was being brought to an assignation with a John. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know they were. I was trying to be funny. One woman was saying, check for guns. Get the money before you start touching up on the guy. Which is kind of weird, touching up. Like, do you have to, like, touch up his paint or something? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> After he dropped them off, he immediately called the cops. Then, of course, this being the Facebook age, the next thing he did was start live streaming on Facebook, and this is what his post was. I just caught a group of child sex trafficking ring! Three exclamation points. No joke! Three more exclamation points. So, and then he got like a bunch of hits. so how is it a child sex trafficking? Because one of the girls... Was underage. Was underage. Oh. The one that they were saying. I don't know how he would know that unless she looked really young. She was 16. Maybe they talked about it in the car. But yeah, you're... So the three that got arrested named Destiny Petaway, 25, Maria Wesley, 31, and Disney Vang. Her first name was Disney, supposedly. Mm. She could be. So those two, Destiny Petway and Maria Wesley were charged with pandering and threatening a minor. Mm-hmm. Although they said in the article I read said pimping. And I didn't know that if that's called really called pimping or was it pandering?
1: Read. I'm not pimping. sure. I think
0: they've changed a lot of it to the pimping um, trafficking. Disney Vang, who was with the girl in the room, apparently, was arrested on suspicion of unlawful sexual activity with with a minor. And each of them had bail set of five hundred. So Disney 000. wasn't the minor? No. They're not going to say the minor because she's a minor oh. and she's a victim. Right. Duh. I know, well, I'm sorry. I thought there were only three women. He did pick up three women, but the other one, maybe Disney was already there because she was in the room All right. with her. So, See, that I didn't realize. It was a very poorly written article. So, I, I, I didn't used.
1: realize. I just wanted... We are so the victim of bad journalism on this podcast. You know and that? you know
0: what? I'm not even a friggin' journalist. I know. And, but you recognize it when you see it. Well, when it's hard to figure out what the fuck is going on because someone's writing sucks or someone's I editing know.
1: sucks. As a former journalist, I ultimately blame the editor because when you read a story and it doesn't make sense or there's questions or something isn't clear, you need to have the reporter go back and make the story clear. Or sometimes you have to figure it out yourself if the reporter isn't around. One reason I'm now no longer a journalist, probably. But when I said, were they prostitutes? See, when you said it was a feel-good story, I thought it was going to be like he found somebody's lost puppy oh. or helped somebody give birth in the Uber. Yeah. So I didn't I realize. Did do that. So I was That's trying little... to be funny by having a contrast to what this really Yeah, it good... wasn't
0: really a feel-good. It was more, it was... at least he did something good. It, he took the law into his own Although hands. Although he also did go on Facebook, and which I thought was... Well, as we all know, it doesn't
1: really happen unless you go on social media and tell the world about it. One thing I think is interesting is that people, despite the fact that Uber, at least where we are, I don't understand these places that have their own cars because to me that makes it more like a cab service, is so, you know who the driver is, you know who the passengers are, it it seems to me it makes it difficult to commit a crime. I know. Because a lot of assaults and robberies and stuff that happen like in cabs and on the street and muggings and stuff, are crimes of opportunity where even if you're going out and looking for
0: somebody to do that to, you're looking for the right person in the right place where you're not going to get caught. Well, I think some, what happens sometimes because they do tr- make you download your picture sometimes again, which I didn't realize why they were doing this. Apparently you're supposed to take a selfie and download it right then, which I never did. I was just downloaded the I because did I, didn't, I did it. I didn't understand what they meant by that. Because sometimes it asks you to do that. So um, you'll the, look like you look. So you'll look like the person on your... So they can check oh. because some people will let other people drive on their app. Oh. Say you, you're an Uber driver, but you also are in another rideshare program like Lyft. You can't drive them both at the same time. But if you get your friend to drive for you and you keep some of the money and pay him then, you know... Like you're subcontracting. Yeah. Oh. And that's what some people do. Hmm. So if somebody had wanted to be a, a jerk, or if, say, you're some rapist and your friend's an Uber, you, you could steal his phone you and his car or borrow, oh, can yeah. I borrow your phone? Frame mm-hmm. him. Whatever. You could do something like one that. One of the appeals of driving
1: Uber is that it is so regulated that you, uh, on one hand, it's like, yeah, I'm picking up strangers in my car and taking them to unknown places, but on the other hand... Everybody knows who I am. Yeah. Everybody knows who they are. In fact, they tell you on Uber. Don't say, you know, when you pick yeah. up the passenger, hey, are you John? You say, are you my passenger? And you're supposed to have them tell you their name, but yeah. I always felt very awkward, so I never... A lot of times
0: they'll they'll say it. Yeah, like Or I'm they'll John. say, are you Rebecca? And I'll say yes. They'll ask yeah. me. But they also have your license plate and car. And I wish they would say what color car, because I think a lot of times it's hard for people... I always, if I don't see anyone waiting, I text them and say I'm in a red Prius because when you text or call them, it gets routed through some number. It's not your number, so if you can contact them, I try to. But it's weird. Some people, I just, I don't know. But I
1: think like a lot of. Are
0: dealing with drunk people. All I know, the time and I was gonna say sober. like a lot of, like a lot
1: of this type of thing, a lot of it. A lot of the bad things that happen have, have to do with people having too much to drink.
0: I know. Well, you're vulnerable. That's like I, I know Boston is trying to launch that all female rider service and I've talked about that since I started driving that I think it would be a good idea and there's people that think it's discriminatory and sexist. It's not just that people think that, it's that law may, may. Uh, may but there is a loophole in if the, whatever the business is, whatever the, I'm trying to think of how to put it. If it provides a service. If it, if it has to discriminate because of the nature of the, whatever the business is, then that's not discrimination. So, but, you know. I think it's
1: a well-established fact that women are more vulnerable and in danger by attacks from strange men than men are from attacks by strange men or women. attacks by women. And I think that's an established fact that nobody can really and argue and
0: with. I'm sure every female rideshare driver can agree and has had the same experience as I have had and you you probably haven't had because you haven't had as many rides. I've only driven during the day. and But people, women, get in and they say, oh, we haven't had a female driver or we hardly ever have. And they, are, I'm so glad it's a woman, especially when they're alone. Oh, I'm so glad a woman's picking me up. I said that to a couple of them, you know, it'd be nice to have an all-woman. and Oh, I, I would definitely use an all-woman service. A lot of them say that. So another thing to think about is somebody who lives in a large city was telling me that who is a woman driver said that a lot of people who are religious orthodox religions not just muslim but even orthodox jew the women can't really go anywhere they can't be alone with another man who isn't their husband that's right so if it's a woman driver the husband will let them go places And it gives them a little... It's like we're trying to be... And I hate to use the word politically correct because it's got such negative connotations now. But you're trying to be, oh, I don't want to discriminate. But at the same time, ignoring the fact that a drunk woman getting into a car with another person that they don't know is much more safe with with another woman. And I'm not saying that every guy is going to take advantage of that. A woman
1: driving a man drunk or not late at night is and i have um, had, less safe than and, a and woman i have been alone
0: with drunk, very dr- very very drunk rides and they can be assholes i had a guy and i had to drive to kennebunk which is you know 30 miles and he was an asshole, but luckily he passed out and was snoring, much like the guy in the... It sounds like I'd a lot say. of dates I've had. Yeah. <laughs> and then he woke up right when we got there. But they tend to be aggressive yes. and assholeish, especially to women. I think it deliberately obtuse for people to say,
1: and we're both feminists, strong feminists, I think it's deliberately obtuse for people to say, well, you can't discriminate and have females and not give rise to men because... There are certain societal and just human issues that make it dangerous to be a woman in society. People who don't recognize those issues, men who don't recognize those issues, are either deliberately obtuse or just not paying attention. In fact, I was joking. I went out after work Friday during the afternoon with some people I work with, and I was the first one who got there. Very nice little bar in, in Freeport, Maine. And the first guy who got there said, oh, I'm sorry about, you know, that you had to sit here alone. I said, oh, I've sat alone in a bar as a woman many times. But I said, what you do is you look at the TV, no matter what's on it, and don't make eye contact. Because if you're sitting there long enough by yourself, and I was at a table and it was the afternoon, so this wasn't a problem. But if you sit there long enough by yourself, some dick is going to come up and start giving you a hard time. And if you're not interested in his charms he's going to start being an asshole to you. And that's the
0: thing about them. They they get mad and if you reject so them. They times. act like you, they act like, you, how dare you reject me? Right. Like, even on, my friend is on, uh, I'm not going to say your name, but I know you listen to the podcast, so hi. Hi. She's on OkCupid. She just got divorced. And if Meeting she, all those handsome men that they like, have on their ads. You know, if she says she's not interested, like if they live across the country or something. Well, why are you on here then? Yeah, exactly. Or like that she should like be interested required. in every single guy. Well, sorry, like it's not kindergarten. Required. We don't
1: have to give a Valentine's. In, in to fact, every when I used to go to bars more often than I do now, and it was always to meet somebody. I wasn't somebody who was going to go drink away the afternoon or evening in a bar yes, by myself. Yes, you do. Come on. Okay. But I started having a policy that I would not let... A man I didn't know buy me a drink simply because once they buy you the drink, they think they've bought your time and you have to. And I know some people say, oh, you're not being very social or why can't you lighten mm-hmm. up and be nice to people? But it always came down to them being annoying and aggressive. And lots of times, you know, I'm comfortable being by myself. I like to sit there with my yeah. own thoughts and don't want to talk to anybody. If you're a guy sitting at a bar, you can sit there by yourself I and know. not have... Why is women are we forced to... But we're getting off track. But, you know, I know there are laws, discrimination laws, yeah. and I understand any all-woman ride, share service would have to find a way to get around those. But anybody who says that it wouldn't be fair or that it's discriminatory, not the legal definition, but the human
0: definition, yes. is just being obtuse. Well, if you're a man with a daughter or sister or any, any woman in your life you care about... Are you going to truthfully say, I want my, if I have a
1: choice. I want my 22-year-old daughter to get in a car with a strange man at 1 in the morning. Or a 50-year-old woman like me. And it's too bad that we have to appeal, as always, to to male having a woman in their life they can relate this to instead of just women I mean, just common sense. Come on. Well, in fact, I think of it, um, a young woman that I used to work with, and she's was 22 or 23 at the time was laughingly telling me a story about how she and some of her friends were down here in the Portland area and got an Uber ride and the guy just drove them all over the place because he had just moved here he told them from Texas and didn't know where he was going which I'm sorry hello GPS and she was laughing about it and thought it was funny but my reaction was here you are four young women late at night who've been out drinking in a car with a strange man Who's driving you all over Maine? As we've talked about before, it doesn't take long, even in Portland, which is the biggest city in Maine, to get lost, no. to get I mean, out in the out dark in the country. and it's not like, know I where mean, you are, it's a and be city. on some dirt road in the woods Oh somewhere. yeah, yeah. And they finally got to their destination, and she was laughing about it. But my first thought was,
0: holy shit, I wouldn't have been laughing. I know. And, and also, there's no, there's no excuse. First of all. It's your job to find the destination as quickly as possible. So that is part of of your job. It's kind of
1: hard with the GPS not to. And I also always have, maybe because I'm old school, but I always have in my car my main Atlas and Gazetteer. And I also bought, when I
0: started doing Uber, a nice big Portland area street Atlas. in, uh, In all honesty, I just use the app that's on the Uber app. It has never brought me to the wrong place. And I have been down some really weird... Little streets that I and I've lived in Portland. Although mom and dad, mom and dad
1: have a funny story. They were driving our sister Liz to Logan Airport in Boston, and ended up and they were using a GPS, rarely for them because Liz must have made them do it because they don't really know how. But they were using it correctly and ended up in the parking lot of a restaurant or something, and this guy came out and said, "Are you trying? Are you supposed to be in the Callahan Tunnel or the Ted Williams Tunnel? I get them mixed up." And My parents are like, yeah. And he said, well, everybody, are you using GPS? Yeah. Well, everybody always ends up here because the tunnel goes under Mm -hmm. our parking lot. And so GPS leads people to the parking lot instead of the tunnel entrance. It's so weird. So you do need to
0: use your brain, too. Which you do. I'm not saying you personally. No, I understand that. But that guy was being disingenuous, I think, Mm. to pretend that he didn't know where he was going. I think he was... And, but maybe I'm, I'm, I know I'm cynical, but that's what saved me. You know, even when I was like 12, I was cynical.
1: Me too. And I think it does protect you to be cynical and to not trust people. But anyways.
0: And that's our message to you folks. And to women too. You know what? Don't put up with any shit. I'm serious. And, and girls, please watch out for your friends. Do not girls. put your drunk friend in a car. There are some, if you, so
1: many instances of please. young women. You know, one getting separated from the others, and they've been drinking, and something bad happens. And like this. And urban. don't think that. And and I don't mean to sound anti young woman or be gender stereotyping. Don't think that by being cute, and giggly, and flirty, that that's going to protect you, and that men are going to treat you well. Because it will not I protect think you the
0: And I get very worried. Well, there, I was thinking the other girl that got put into a car, it was at Halloween week. Into your car? Yes, yeah. the, a guy who was very concerned about her. And he actually was glad to see a woman driver. I had the feeling that he didn't know her very well. Well, I have to say, was... if I were a guy and I called
1: Uber for a young woman, drunk woman, was going to dump her into an Uber, I don't know if I would do that.
0: I mean, it's great that there I was would a, probably get in the car with her. Yes, I would. And get, then make the overdrive Even take if it, it ended it, up costing me yeah. six
1: bucks or nine bucks
0: instead I, of three I bucks. almost had the feeling he did. He didn't know her at all. Uh, like he seemed like he was either a bouncer. I don't know. I think he mm. was just trying to do her a favor. But she like hugged me. Mm. Thanks, honey. And she was mm. hugging me when I when I dropped her off. I was like, uh. and then she gave me like a two dollar tip, which was actually that very was nice. nice. And, and on, on that note, okay. one one thing I wanted to ask before.
1: We end our topic. Did you, aside from the shooter guy with the Satan app in um, Michigan, did you come across any... Murders? Any
0: uber murders in your research? No, that was the only guy, but there probably, I think there have been some. Mm-hmm. There's just so many. I mean, when you look up uber, I didn't look up uber-murder. I just looked up crime, so. Wow. Well, and uber hasn't were, been around There have many, yet. many assaults. It
1: hasn't been around that long. There
0: probably, I'm sure there have been. Oh, well, you know, we live in the kind of world, strangers get
1: together, crime is going to be committed.
0: Even, well, in Maine, though, it's usually people that know each other get together and crime is committed. That's true. Like but, I said, playing cards and You drinking. know,
1: speaking of crime, what we don't have this week is Ask a Lawyer. Matt Nichols has oh, um, taken the taking the week off, took last week off too, and it's not us. We're not taking it personally, but he'll be back. Well, it's kind of hard time
0: coordinating getting together with him. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: with busy schedules, and tonight is the
0: du- Super, Bowl. Super Bowl with the New England Patriots. So they're very patriotic, yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say go pat. I'm not a big. I, I used to be football. a football fan no offense but to any
0: football fans, but
1: I read this isn't part of our recommendations, which we'll pin into in a minute, but I was already had a lot of issues that I won't go into. I was at a a meeting of a book group two weeks ago that very, very nicely read my second mystery novel, No News is Bad News, and we're there to talk about it. And I started the book group off with a big anti-NFL rant, and I think I might have rubbed some people, inclu- including our very nice Aunt Annie, the wrong way. She, no, she's a big footballer. Oh, she is? Well, most of they them are. Were, were, right, they were nice old. and polite, but I will recommend reading the book League of Denial, and then we can talk after that. That's not a recommendation for today. Okay, so
0: we're going to go for our recommendations. Do you want to go first?
1: I will, because I know you have a surprise one, so we can end things with a bang.
0: You said it was a surprise. Okay, but But, then we talked about it, so it's not really a surprise. But I can't remember what we talked about. Okay, just go. All right. Well, mine are,
1: the BBC is creating a series based on the Cormoran Strike novels. Yeah. Three of them that have been written by J.K. Rowling, when she wrote it as under John right. Galbraith, Robert. I'm
0: John sorry. Galbraith
1: was the um, economist. I, I
0: think, but I think she did. I know, I, I, I accidentally made a mistake, but I do think that that was, <laughs> as opposed on purpose. Yes. Document. No, but I do think, and J.K., I know you listen to this show, so she you, is. you can, you can back. Maybe now. we can have her as a guest. I think that when she made, thought of the name Robert Galbraith, you know how her she's J.K. Rowling, and he was John Kenneth Galbraith. Oh yeah. I didn't think... It so there's a... It's like a six degrees of separation. Like, no, but like she was trying to like give To make a, a connection. Well, to to give a who, who she hint was. Of who she because was.
1: when she wrote the first one, under Robert Galbraith, it wasn't known that it who was J.K. Robert. And
0: I, I, we discussed this, you and I have discussed this before, that I don't blame her for doing that because no. she wrote... That really good fiction book, A Casual Vacancy, under it's her fantastic. under her real name, and she got shit. For she it. got a lot of shit about because it, and all it was the... a really good. It was, and you have never read the Harry Potter books, and never will probably, but I told you to read
1: this book, and you really liked. It. I did. Well, and the reason I read it is because I don't have anything against J.K. Rowling. I'm just not interested and I've had to defend myself as recently as a week or so ago a friend of mine on Facebook who's a good writer and a and a smart guy because people keep insisting I have to read them Which? and my feeling is they're, that type of fiction isn't my cup of tea I would probably enjoy them on some level but just because millions and billions of people have read these books doesn't mean I have to there's lots of great books in the world Lots of books to read. you could read all the bu- you could read nonstop every waking minute and not even make a dent. So I'm not sure why I quote unquote, and I'm not saying you say this, but many people said I quote unquote, have to read the Harry Potter Which? books. I know enough about them. For one thing, one of my peeves is that I don't like, and this is going to sound stupid because all fiction has made up things. Mm-hmm. some of this goes back to my experience as a book editor, as a freelance book editor. Books that are fantasy based where the names of things are made up the names of languages and people and Mm -hmm. places and all I can picture is a bunch of 14 or 15 year old boys playing Dungeons and Dragons (laughs) and making up, oh we're going to call this Valmort, we're going to call this blah 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 and it just rings false to me and I'm not saying anything about the Harry Potter books would ring false but I'm not interested in Quidditch, I'm not interested in Who the muggles are. And believe me, I've heard so much about them since they came out. I almost feel like I've read them. And I'm just, I hear Harry Potter references all the time. I just want you to know they're lost on me. Now, if this makes any of you not want to read my books, that's fine. Because I but read
0: them because they're really good.
1: I don't have made up, but I will say, people riding you, around on them, but brooms, she wizards, which yes, but and it's not a religious thing because I'm
0: not religious. I know that there are certain religious no, fashions that won't read why, Harry Potter. Okay, or, so my thing is that people try to talk me into not bothering me, which annoys me, is fucking time travel books. I'm not a fan time of time travel, travel stories, time travel books. I, I hate them. I and have, have trouble getting my head around. have because, like, our, our book group read The Time Traveler's Wife. I fucking hated that book. Sorry if anyone liked it. Nothing against the writing or anything. I there just, are just concepts. can't do right. it. Right. There are concepts that I didn't difficult. mind the Stephen King one But No, JFK. November 23rd. But, that one was
1: okay because he explained some part of the, the things But part, part of my it. issue is when I start thinking too hard about how something can happen or why it yes. is the way it is, It takes me out of the book, and I like to be
0: immersed in the story. Which brings us to J.K. Rowling. Well, there was one more thing I wanted to say about about what you were saying about fantasy and stuff like that. Somebody gave me shit because in that show Lost. Oh, I couldn't... Okay, so I started watching it, but I didn't finish watching it. I watched, like, the first few shows, and I liked it, but it was on at an inconvenient time or something, whatever. So, okay, they were stranded. I don't know how long they were on that friggin' island, but that fat guy stayed hugely fat the whole time. I know, I know. And someone's like, there's all sorts of other shit going on, like some smoke monster thing and all this stuff. And I said, you know what, I can take the smoke monster. I can take all the fantasy stuff, but there are certain things that have to be real. And the fat guy would not stay fat. Right. You know what I mean. I know it seems a contradiction, but it's really not. No. I. I know. I feel the same way. Okay. So J.K. J.K. We weren't dissing you. I know you don't like the storylines, but I will say, since you think she's a great writer, everything that you like about her is in those books, as far as the writing goes, and that's one of the reasons I think, even though the stories are, the stories aren't the important part of of the book. So I do
1: often say to people that books that have good characters and and I know she does you can read any genre and
0: that's why it affected so many kids loved it because and of the and characters. I
1: think it's great that it's got kids reading and got kids excited about books and at least there are I have nothing kids books. I have nothing against Harry Potter books I have nothing certainly nothing against J.K Rowling I think she's awesome in a lot of ways I guess part of it too is just my innate stubbornness where when I'm constantly told that I have to do something because everybody else in the world is doing it, my reflex is to say, well, just because everybody else in the world is doing something and I'm keep being told I have to doesn't mean I'm going to do it. And that's just how I roll. That's how I roll. That said, so she wrote her first Cormoran Strike book. All three of them have been written under the name Robert Calbright. Part of it was I agree with you to not probably get the shit she got for the casual. And just to
0: see if she could be make, successful doing right, something Right, to else. see if she could be Why successful. Not, you know? When
1: I first found out it was her, that this had happened with her first book, my thought was you really can't find out if you can be successful because the amount of marketing that you have to do as an author, including making appearances, even somebody on my level of authorship has to make appearances, you can't do that as under a pseudonym. Uh, especially if it's a pseudonym of the opposite sex, and well, especially
0: if you're there was that and there was that one and now I can't remember the name that was supposedly a teenager that it mm-hmm. was a, a fake memoir and there was an a, they had an actor play the guy and it was this big scandal which I thought was stupid. Oh, we should do that sometime. Have an actor play us. Can <laughs> no, I'd like say on our podcast. someone really good looking. So
1: anyway, her first one and I can't remember the titles now. The, the the third one is a career of evil. The second one so the was the cuckoo about the girl. I know what they're about. Isn't the cuckoos calling the first one? I thought it was the second. Let me, uh, we, we do great with these recommendations when we can't remember our shit. So but as she, Becky looks up that up on the phone, I want to say that... I was interested in reading her mysteries because I have nothing against her. Somebody leaked that it was J.K. Rowling, and I almost feel like it was her publisher or something because... It was the guy that worked for the publisher. Because they knew, well, but it was a leak on purpose kind of thing, yeah. where they knew once people knew J.K. Rowling had written the books, they'd take off under Robert Galbraith. She probably sold more books than I have, but not as many as her big publisher would have liked. So her mystery novels are very good, the, the most compelling thing about them is the characters Cormoran Strike who's the private investigator and Robin, his assistant who in the first novel is sent to him by a temporary agency and she likes it so much that she works her way into working there for him even though he's a guy who who didn't really want an assistant and they have a great chemistry I don't want to spoil too much for people who haven't read any of the books by talking about the relationship and that type of thing, but I do want to say that all is Career of Evil the newest Career one? of Evil, Evil's the third one that came out last fall, and they're making a BBC series that I'm really excited about. Oh, it. the Silkworm is the second The one. Silkworm, and so The
0: Cuckoo's Calling, Calling is the first, is the, first. the Silkworm
1: the is the second. I'm really looking forward to the BBC series. I've seen photos. I've seen photos, and they're and very they, well cast. They're well cast, which I like, because he's a big kind of ungainly guy with with black floral looking kind
0: of a british version of Vincent D'Onofrio. That's kind of, of how look. I picture him. Except too. for scruffier. A little know? scruffier. Yeah.
1: And she's Been tall younger. and she's tall and um has and long the red girl hair. You
0: have is in the Glamour Post, which is right. always good with the She's attractive but not glamour. That's because it's
1: not American TV. That's right. So British TV is not afraid as we've talked about before to and have real looking people. to have real looking people instead of having everybody be Hollywood pretty. No offense to pretty people, but... The one you know. thing, I will say, in the third novel, it had one of my big pet peeves, which didn't keep me from thinking it was a good book. Her books are multiple point of view, which I like, but the anonymous serial killer point of view... Uh, that's kind of cliche-ish. It's yeah. cliche-ish. And here I am criticizing J.K. Rowling for doing something cliche-ish. I don't mean to... It's just a personal peeve of mine that you know it's somebody in the book who you know who it is, and you have to... And I understand the concept, but I always feel like the serial killer point, anonymous serial killer point of view, where they can say very little, like the serial killer calls his partner it, so that it doesn't clue you into who his yeah. partner is, feels, always feels a little affected yeah, yeah. to me. And it didn't bother me so much that I didn't really enjoy the book. And I, I'll say about her, I like to read Before I Go to Bed, I go to bed very early these days because I have to get up at 4.30 to go to work. And her books were keeping me up. When I read A Career of Evil, it was keeping me up. and it, But in a good way, I was... Uh, okay. One more chapter, one more chapter, and then before you know it, it's two hours I after. I haven't read it yet, so that I've got to read it. You do, so we can talk about yeah. it more. But I always feel bad when books like that end too because mm. I want more so I can't wait till the series. Yeah, comes she, out. it's a
0: very good series.
1: And I hope it's available on one of the many apps mm-hmm. that I use to watch TV on since my mom and dad dominate I, and it's their house and I'm not complaining. But we have MSNBC. There's a, well, I wasn't going to say the channel, but yeah, MSNBC all MSNBC all the time. Although oh, they do definitely. watch the PBS NewsHour. And we do watch the local local Channel Six news, so we can learn about car accidents and snowstorms, and that type of thing.
0: And also sexual. uh, And on Saturdays, having sex with students. Yeah. Because that happens happens
1: a lot in Maine. And on Saturdays and Sundays, they enjoy watching half-hour infomercials about uh, albums with hits from the '60s. (laughs) And there's one or folk music hits from the '60s, and there's one they've watched over and over (laughs) that has Frankie Valli and The Four Seasons and it's like they're like the goldfish in the bowl you know oh look there's a castle oh, two seconds later oh look there's a castle it's like they've, they've never seen this before and I can talk about this because well they did enthusiastically I think listen to one or two of our podcasts I'm not sure if they're regular listeners and and if they are I'll just say I didn't know what I was saying I, I don't know.
0: it's all part of the shit you know yeah they know they know what we're like we say it to them. hmm They don't look. They can't hear. A so, of it, so, so, so that. So, what's your? I can't wait to hear what your surprise recommendation, is. I'm so excited. Well, no, because I don't think you liked it. I've been watching. Oh, I remember now. I've been watching on. I think it's on Netflix. The Killing. It's on the, Netflix and Hulu. The and. American version. I never watched the Danish one. So I wanted to watch something, and I, I had resisted it for a while because it kept showing up, and I'm like, that doesn't look like something I'm really gonna enjoy. Because, like, I didn't enjoy the one with Elizabeth Moss that took place in New Zealand. Zealand. And then I didn't like the one... I mean, it was okay, but it it just annoyed me. And then the one that took place in Tasmania... I, I didn't even understand the ending, which I looked it up and people were saying that people... It was called the Kettering Incident. Oh, yeah. And I looked it up and people who said... People were like, well, I didn't understand the ending. And there were other people, how could you be so stupid? So I was like, mm. I must be really stupid. You didn't want to be one of the stupid people. I just I just wanted someone to explain what the fuck was going on. That's all I want. But anyways, that's beside the point. But I thought this was going to be kind of like those two. And I was just like, Bleh. but But it, well, it isn't like those... It takes place in Seattle. It takes place in Seattle. It's filmed in sun. Oh, is, is it? Well, isn't mm-hmm. everything? Yeah. The protagonist is Sarah Linden, who's, who's supposed to be leaving, but of course she's not. So that was the things that bothered me about it were cliché, her fiance is mad because her job's taken her, and, you know, she's Although it was nice it. to say that
1: turned around so it was the male fiance who was mad. Yeah, I know,
0: but it's still annoying. It is it, annoying. It does happen I get and, tired of that No, cliche. but it happens with the male, and nowadays it happens both ways. It's always the protagonist is really into their job, and then whoever it is either their wife or boyfriend or someone's like ew, 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 ew. why can't you That's spend like, more time with away. me
1: oh no you like the phone will ring when they're in bed or having sex and it's the job and they have to go because somebody's been murdered
0: for god's sake no shit and you know but anyways so that part but but the show itself i like the lead actress she's different looking she's natural as far as it's she almost makeup. casting yeah, she's she's pretty, she's attractive, but she's not wearing a lot of makeup, or any makeup at all. I mean, she has, like, Cause she's tired and, depressed and she's all got, the time. like, well, I would be, too, it's it's rainy there. But she has, like, red, you know, she has red hair, it's got, like, those red eyelashes, so she doesn't, you know, it's not like they stuck a bunch of makeup on her, which is refreshing to see, even though I wear makeup when I go to work. Um... Because I'm a prostitute. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) They don't care. (laughs) No. The other thing that bugged me about it, it's kind of a cliche in that here she is. She's the hardworking, you know, one, serious one. And then there's a young guy that becomes her partner kind of because de facto partner because he's coming in and she's leaving. And so they're working together on this case because he's supposedly going to take it over. I haven't, I've only watched like four episodes. But Mm. he's annoying. In that he's the, you know, break the rules type of, not not serious enough. He's the lone or... wolf who breaks yeah. the rules. Uh, the kind of like wise-ass. result. Dickhead, results. young guy. So now
1: you were going to talk about why
0: you liked this. I said why I liked oh, okay. it. okay. The story, well, the storyline is compelling enough for me to keep watching it, and I like the actress. And uh-uh. I did watch it, I watched it
1: when it first came out on Netflix. I watched the first season, I didn't watch the second season. I
0: didn't dislike it. Oh, and there's also a political storyline going on. The political storyline. Which is okay, but, uh, you know, to me, again, that, a lot of that was kind of cliche with people making deals and stuff. It's like, who gives a shit?
1: It all comes together. I'm sure but, it all comes but together. But I'm trying to remember what about it that bothered me. And, you know, and since I didn't know, I did enjoy it, I watched it, but there was something, and it may be, be some way the first season is resolved or not resolved, that bothered me. Enough that I didn't care to watch the second season. And I think it has to do with the political storyline and a plot issue that bothered me or didn't make sense. And and again, this is just me being me, I guess. But when there's a major plot issue that doesn't make sense to me, it can make something I've enjoyed watching suddenly be something I'm not interested in mm-hmm. watching anymore. Yeah,
0: I understand that. But I'm and just... I'm not even saying that's what happened, but I seem to remember we'll that... We'll see once I watch it what I have to, to say about it. It seems like I've watched everything I enjoy, and Broadchurch and Happy Valley need to have new seasons. They do. I was looking for something last night for me and
1: Mom to watch so she wouldn't have to watch um another infomercial, uh, although I don't know if they realize those are infomercials they're watching. In any case... We watched, with my Google Chromecast, a British show, Hinterland, that takes place in Wales, and I was not impressed with it. I think
0: I watched, like, one of those and I didn't like it. It's
1: the typical anguished. Yes. Hero. Yes, I did and he's watch. in Wales for some reason. Yeah. He's not Welsh. And, and this was his first, you know, kind of fish out of water. His yeah, first, yeah, I saw that one. I yeah. felt the one about the woman who had run the school for yeah. kids, wayward kids. I didn't and didn't blah, blah, blah. I found the dialogue between him and his underlings forced and trite. The storyline itself I found forced and trite to the point We uh, we of course had the closed captioning on because we couldn't understand the accents. And also she can't And also mom is deaf. I found the scenery beautiful. The photography was beautiful. Wales looks like a cool place. I know. But I felt like I knew every single thing that was going to happen before it happened, including every line of dialogue. And the actors on it were good. There are people you've seen in other British shows, but it just, I'm not going to be watching another episode. And that's
0: the plus thing I'll say about the uh, 2 I. I mentioned earlier the the Kettering incident. Oh, and the, the ones the, you didn't like. Yeah, the, whatever that one with Elizabeth Moss was. The scenery in both of those places is beautiful. Tasmania was beautiful. And that'll keep you watching for. And the actors were interesting-looking people, which I like. I like people that look interesting. Uh, you know, I like people that look different. I don't. I mean, right. and part know? of the issue
1: too is you know. Happy Valley and Broadchurch were both shows where one story arc went yes. through the entire... With Hinterland, it looks like it's the type of show where the like the storyline is wrapped yeah. up in each episode. And the minute the person who ended up being the murderer came on screen, you know. I said yeah. to Mom, she's the murderer. And you can just tell, like, I can always tell when I watch The Mentalist who the murderer was. Yeah. Or like Law and
0: Order, you can usually You tell. always know yeah. who it is. And...
1: It's not so much the fault of the writing of the show is maybe the structure of shows like that, because you can only have a certain amount of characters, you can't have too many extraneous yeah. ones, and so when you eliminate people, it, who's left, and, and the, to me, the person who was the murderer was the obvious murderer, because she was the only person who didn't seem bad, but she seemed fake to me, and... Oh, spoiler alert. Well, all. that's
0: what I like for Broadchurch, that you had no clue. You what had no was clue what was going on. It you was thought a, you did, but you didn't. It and was a beautifully Valley written.
1: They're both beautifully great. written. Beautifully they're acted. They're both great. With yeah. great characters and not one note of triteness about them. I know that's what them. I
0: like about them. I hate feeling like uh, the, you know, just when, like with the, this one, with when the, you can the when you can say what the dialogue is going to be. As they're saying the dialogue. Or when you see a character and you're like, okay, this is the guy that's Bob blah, blah. This is right. the guy that's the young asshole. Right.
1: Or the new boss who's come from
0: away yeah.
1: is not going to get along. There's yeah, going to be friction between way. him yeah. and the person who's right under him. And blah, blah, blah. And the supervisor above them is going to be a jerk. And why are not you getting this case solved? And Yeah, you know, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's frustrating. You want, I'm always so happy when something's new and fresh. Yes. And that's what I like about the J.K. Rowling or Robert Galbraith mystery novels. Yes. You know, there's t- there's romantic tension between the two main characters, which I don't think is a trite thing. I think authors have to work hard in their writing to make it fresh. You don't want to have, for instance, the, the, oh, they're not getting along, and then all of a sudden yeah. they're in love, or the cliché of the fiancé or whoever not understanding Although there is a little bit of this, in there's the a shaking. little bit
0: of that, but it's it works with the story. It stories. works because she's good at, at making the characters. She
1: is good at making the characters. I'm really looking forward. I think when that comes out, it, when it's available for us to watch here in the U.S., um, I don't know why I said U.S. like Oprah would have U.S. <laughs> <laughs> done a free car, but um, we're gonna have to watch it and then talk about it. Okay. And, do, <laughs> and it. We we're just and we're like this. Uh. So. I guess that's our show for today, yes. because we've been talking for quite a while, Quite a while. and everybody's oh, ears word. are probably bleeding. If you like this and haven't listened to any of our, our other episodes, you can find us on iTunes yes. and Android and other podcast services. On our website, CrimeAndStuffOnline.com, you can subscribe through whatever way you may subscribe to a podcast. You can listen to them right online there. And you can find us on Facebook, Crime and Stuff. And Twitter and Twitter crime and with an ampersand stuff and then, uh, Facebook it's an
0: ampersand too. Mm, we always get confused. At and this. then the, uh, Gmail is crime and stuff. And, um, and you can email us with your thoughts. And you know, is it kind stuff online at gmail.com? No,
1: it's just crime and stuff. Okay. Uh, but our website is crime and stuff online, and there's okay. a contact form because if we do get interesting emails and stuff from. Listeners,
0: we will read them on the air,
1: and they can and also. Them.
0: If you do like us enough that you want to help support us, so we can get another microphone, so we don't sound as tinny or, or strange.
1: Or, or I think
0: we're going to start sound
1: strange. At least I am. No well, what. strange, whatever. Yeah, you can on That's Patreon, relative,
0: but you know on
1: cr- Patreon you can become a crime buster or a crime dog. Different. There's different levels, yes. and you get extra stuff. If you become a patron. We already had one person do it, and I think they're very happy. And we'll also read your name if you want on the air. If you don't want, we want not And you can also rate us and review us on iTunes. It helps us. If you like, like
0: us, can you please?
1: And we'll know we've made it big when people give us bad ratings
0: and say yeah, bad things about us. Yeah.
1: To cut us down.
0: I don't know. It'll be hard to get find anybody that would give us a bad rating, I think. Oh, you've <laughs> thrown the challenge it. out there <laughs> to people. Or at least, you know, rate, review,
1: subscribe. And next week we're going to be talking about, we're finally going to be talking about Chandra Levy. We put oh, that yeah, we put that Chandra. one off for a while. We were going to Washington, D.C. a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, and it may, reminded us, and there had been some recent developments in her case. Poor Chandra. Poor Chandra. It's an interesting case, and we'll discuss it more, including the more recent developments.
0: Yes, and I'll have to think of
1: something. You'll, you will have to think <laughs> of something. But until next week,
0: I this is probably it. Yes. Good night. Good night, Bye. everybody. And I don't remember. I think she's in. If you tell me what town it is, I can tell you what the town is. I did tell you what town. I didn't I know, write I was... it down, okay? Right. It doesn't really matter. No, I just like to know.
1: I'm just saying. I know. You don't have to know.
0: It's all right. You don't have
1: to. I I don't know. I just. I'm just curious. I like to know. I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying. I'm. I can't. I mean, mean, look at all these notes. I know. I know. I know. I know. 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 I'm sorry.
0: Stop (laughs) being so fucking
1: anal about the noises. I'm not being anal. The papers make noises. They don't. Yes, they do. Anyway, go on. Um. Now I can't remember.